Welcome to this shortened but substantial edition of uh, After Hours with me, Rick Kogan. Uh, years ago, some 20-some years ago, I worked with a very uh, ambitious, very interesting, very aggressive young reporter at the Chicago Tribune named Karl Kozlowski. And we, we sort of have kept in touch. He was there for, I don't know, a year or two maybe. Uh, <laughs> he has just sent me his book, which is called Dozed and Confused, Tales from a Nutty Narcoleptic Life. I'm writing about it in the Tuesday paper. And uh, Carl, how are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be on a show that uh, you call substantial. You must have seen my uh, uh, my photo. <laughs> I mean, I'm that's not like I'm a the way. That's, guy. that's not the way I mean it. And this book was really a, an incredible revelation for me because I had no idea of your what you've done, Carl, is craft a, to my mind a really remarkable career with some serious physical maladies. Do you look at it that way? I, I found the book too. I must tell you, really, it's incredibly funny, but it's also astonishingly uplifting. Oh, well, thank you, man. You're welcome, um, man. Yeah, I mean, I could say I look at it uh, that way for sure. I mean, um, you know, I don't know what it is, but, I mean, I am a uh, Christian guy, not to get all religious here, but I'm saying that I always had faith that something was going to work out, you what? know, no matter what. And and I remember I got mugged once in Chicago, which I talk about in a chapter called Officer Friendly on the Streets. Yes. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the chapter, but the reality was, I got I got mugged by a guy while I was shopping for groceries at Jewel, and he tried to shove me to the ground, and my head bounced off a full milk carton, and I started laughing while this guy's pummeling me and groping in my pockets. And the reason I started laughing was I really, you know, I just was like, "Well, God got me here." And then, uh, and then, like, uh, I'm just thinking after about ten seconds or so, well, if he had a gun, he'd pull it already. So I just kind of. Screamed my lungs out, granted, but I, I felt I was okay right there. Yeah. And that's always what's kind of happened to me. Those well, you of, have your you know, feelings. Your attitude is so, so good about this. You've had some so many strange encounters because of, of, of narcolepsy. When were you diagnosed, yeah. Carl? When were you diagnosed? Well, let me think. Um, basically, okay, so I mentioned this also in the book. Sure. I wasn't labeled officially diabetic ever i was but several doctors including a very big sleep specialist in los angeles where i lived after chicago sure they all said i may as well be but the reason why they didn't say i was officially was they felt that there were underlying causes and they turned out to be right and they said oh, that right. um they said i passed out as much as anybody with narcolepsy maybe even more but uh with narcolepsy you never get cured and they said we think Someday you'll figure this. We'll figure this out, and we'll help you get through this. And they and, did about two years ago. And finally. they have. They have. What were those underlying causes you mentioned in the book? You know that you may indeed be on the uh, autism spectrum somehow. Yeah. And you may indeed yeah. be a little bipolar. Are those two of the I'm reasons? I'm a lot bipolar. You are a lot bipolar. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not like violent bipolar, but <laughs> yeah, the never. thing is, but I'm pretty. I can swing pretty good. Yeah. And. Um, and so I uh, never lost a job because of it, if anybody ever has to employ me. But um, the thing is that uh, I didn't know any a lot of this till I moved home to my hometown of Little Rock, Arkansas, three years ago. Yeah, one um, of the interesting... Amazing, all the years... 
but but I think, and I I get a sense from the book, too, and again, the book is uh, titled Dozed and Confused, that going back, being able to go back to uh, North Little Rock, which is your hometown, and getting away from the, you were, when I knew you, as energetic a young reporter as I can remember. (laughs) Seriously, you were hustling, and it was, yeah, I don't know, bipolar or nothing, but but you were uh, incredibly energetic, and you wanted to do everything. I think the same thing was true of your time in Los Angeles, where you worked as an editor and a writer, and your comedy career actually started in Chicago. The first time you ever got on stage was at Zany's, is that true? Uh, yes, sir. Well, not the well first time professionally. Yeah, yeah. I wound up playing there about uh, twelve times, uh, eleven times as a host over three years. Mm. And um, but that's the most you can do is about quarterly because I got to mix it up. Sure. And then one time I got to uh, feature for a legend who's long unfortunately passed, named Mitch Hedberg. Oh and yeah, that was sure. the middle act. Sure. So that was a trip to get to literally be considered almost at, at his peer. You know. What what brought you to Chicago but, in the first place? Um, I wanted to study at Second City my whole life. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, because I grew up just loving Saturday Night Live. You also, you also, you also that, loved Letterman, oh, didn't you? You loved oh Letterman God. as a yeah, kid. Yeah, Letterman was the best. Yeah. 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 So, but at Second City, I thought I would be good at it. I was terrible at improv because it's a different <laughs> mindset. It sure it's, is. You're you're always thinking of in the you have to think like you're in the group you have to be ready to absorb anything they call it yes and and i was constantly in my head and i was lucky I, every time there was an audition along the way in the school i managed to get a super easy topic of scene and i would ace it but yeah. during the shows i was terrible and so <laughs> uh i was about to quit um and go home after the first two months even yeah and then uh and then somebody said why don't you try stand-up uh, at this bar, and I got one laugh the first time I was ever up from this woman who was really cute and laughed really loud, and that was it, out of a huge room of like 50 people, and that kept me going for like six months until I met the guy that you met 20 years ago, Tim Joyce, yeah, good, who wrote good. my first book with me, and uh, I went up to him, and I said, he was amazing to me, and I said, you know, would you teach me how to do this, and he did. It was very nice of well, how did you? How did you wind up at the Tribune? Because I remember you very well from the Tribune. How did you yeah, wind up Yeah, that was a there? wild story. And by the way, I'll double back in a minute sure. when, uh, if, you have, if you let me about the health thing, because I kind of got off track there. No, go ahead. But, we'll um, get back About to why it. I had narcolepsy. But as far as the Tribune, um, I was working at New City, uh, which is now mostly online. It's a monthly magazine now, but it was a weekly back then. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the thing was, I actually had a therapist because I freaked out on stage doing a stand-up show mm-hmm. had a panic attack. And the next day, a friend said, you need to see a therapist or you need to quit. And this therapist <laughs> was a behavioral, th- a cognitive behavioral therapist where they tell you what to do to solve your problem. Yeah. And so he assigned me, right, uh, he gave me four, I had to bring in four envelopes marked for Tribune, Sun-Times, New City, and Chicago Reader. And he gave me a week to think of a great idea for a story, two weeks to write it. The, the third week, he was going to mail it out to make sure that it went out. And he said, let's see what happens. And he didn't even think it was really going to sell the first try. Sure. He wanted me to get used to it. And I sold the first try. I got lucky. A new city called me uh, Friday before the 1996 election. And I'd written this, uh, I'll say, if I may say so, an awesome satire. It's not in the book. 
but about I meant oh I mentioned it how I got into journalism tells yeah. the story, but um, yeah I got in the first time. Uh, and the guy said, you're damn lucky that it wasn't Monday or after the election because I would have had to throw it out. <laughs> but he said, who are you? And keep going. And so basically, um, I did a bunch of funny uh, pieces, yeah, style stuff for two years there. And then I heard about the Tribune's quarterly internship, which paid internships. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and so I applied and I begged and I kept hounding the lady who was in charge of it. So she finally goes, fine, it's only a quarter, I'll try it. <laughs> and so I was the first weekly paper, uh, reporter to ever get in. I know. And uh, and like I said, I ran around like crazy. I was uh, uh, I wrote stories for the business section. Yep. I had three front-page uh, humor essays. I don't think any of those are in the book. You wrote for the uh, magazine, too? You, you wrote for the, yeah, the magazine? magazine? Yeah, the story from that is the officer-friendly story. Yeah. Uh, that was from the Sunday Magazine. Sure. I had a couple others. And it was weird. The whole time, they were kind of annoyed that I was doing stuff besides Metro, my job. Of course. But I write fast, and I write really well. I'm not trying to be an egotist. I'll no, you're not. I'll, improv. I'll tell you, we got to take yeah, a break. Yeah, I just mean to listeners, you know. we got to take a break, but I will tell you that you do, oh, write, sure. you do write very well. Kar Kozlowski is the author Thank of you. Dozed, D-O-Z-E-D, and Confused, and it's a gathering of 30-some stories uh, based yeah. on his experiences as a journalist and based on his experience as a as a stand-up comic we're going to get back into carl to your your various uh, ailments so to speak the yeah, one, of course. but you've overcome them all so we'll be back yeah. uh, we'll be back momentarily with carl kozlowski uh, i have some more time with carl kozlowski but you can also read the tuesday Tribune, where I'm going to write about my former uh, colleague at the paper. Thank you. I, oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Go back to this whole thing. The, the, doctor, you, yeah, you, you, were, you, you were fall. Did you think you had narcolepsy and then just went to a doctor and said, hey, what's going on with me? And he solved the problem. You, you mentioned him in the book. Doctor, yeah. Uh, well, go ahead. Yeah. Well, wh- one thing happened that I talk about in the book was I broke my nose as a little kid in a ridiculous accident. That's all in the book. I was living in Broadview, a suburb of Chicago, when I was four. Sure. And I broke, I got my, I slammed my tricycle into a car, got my nose stuck in the bumper of all things, and I broke my nose. And I was too scared to get uh, plastic surgery. My dad actually left it up to me. I don't know why I was as a four-year-old. Wow. Wow. I know. And I was just like, I don't want plastic surgery because I thought they'd take off my nose and give me a big plastic nose with a mustache. And uh, so merch, all yeah. my life until I was about 38, 2009, I never had surgery. I snored like crazy, was super nasal. And I had this surgery that just totally changed my breathing and set me better. And then the other couple of things was I didn't know I was diabetic, even though I was Huge. I weigh about 270 now. I was in the wow. 320s for a long time. Mm. And uh, I had food comas knocking me out. You know, yeah. eating the wrong thing, bam, out. Uh. And so I got that under control. My A1C is good now. And then I got diagnosed for the bipolar. So I don't stay up till crazy hours and run all over the city anymore. Don't you think, if you, is it, are you impressed by the fact, as I was, Carl Kozlowski, that you were able not just to manage but to actually thrive in a very, very difficult uh, profession, yeah. which is comedy, with these kind of these burdens. Yeah. This- well, I mean, 
Oh, sorry. No, no I'm just saying you have such a good that. attitude about it. I suppose it does have something to do with your religious background, but you, you, you let nothing stand in your way. That's why there's there's so much in this book that that I find hopeful. Uh, your story is a story of not just coping, but of of hope. Tell me about the time, Carl, if you would, when you fell asleep watching my old friend, the late John Mahoney, performing in <laughs> performing in a very difficult play that people should pay attention to, A Long Day's Journey into Night. What happened during that encounter? I was working my first job. It was before the Tribune, I believe. Uh, in journalism for Screen Magazine, which sure. is un- long, unfortunately gone now. But uh, it was a it, it magazine covering the entertainment industry yeah. in Chicago. And so I had a chance to interview John Mahoney at Fraser, the dad, and uh, he was playing in Long Day's Journey into Night, and they gave us a critic seat that was always set aside for the press. Sure. Third row, center aisle, <laughs> um, on the left side. And I went with a coworker. And I warned, I said, please nudge me if I fall asleep. I fell asleep so bad, start to finish. She kept whacking me and whacking me and whacking me. And I was going, what? Lucky I wasn't yelling it out. Yeah, no kidding. And then finally, there was this weird uh, sixth sense as I'm asleep. And I'm like, oh. And this happened a lot when people would hover over me in my sleep. I'd suddenly you jerk awake. It's some sort of sixth sense, I guess. And I jerk awake, and there's John Mahoney on the edge of the stage, completely stopped the show, is staring at me, and he goes, "Are you? Are you uh, tired?" And I was like, Ugh. "And so after the show, I went. I had the nerve to look for the for the interview still, uh-huh. and they said, uh, uh, no thanks, has left no, the building. No chance.' Yeah. You know, you've compiled all this stuff, and I think, and you're you're sort of one of your ambitions for uh, the many stories contained in uh, Dozed and Confused, and the other stories you have is a is a, a sitcom. I mean, you you, you do yeah. see this as a possible kind of series. Would you star in the series? Do you see it? like that well not anymore when i was in la uh, we shot it's kind of ridiculous but steven tobolowski pretty well-known character oh very writes about this in the forward that i drove him crazy because i had him guest star in my attempt at a sitcom pilot and we shot it three different times three different scripts three different directors but he was there every time and it was funny because he was actually in Groundhog Day. Yeah, he sure. Going, I got to see how this ends. I'll keep, I'm showing up just because I got to see if this ever ends. <laughs> and um, the third version I actually liked. It's on uh, Vimeo. I'll send you the link if, in case sure. you can put it anywhere. Yeah, sure. But um, I thought it was pretty good. I had uh, a crew from uh, Superior Donuts, a CBS sitcom. Oh, yeah. The camera crew showed up. Lucky story. I'll spare you right now. And then I had actors like... I had Tobolowski, plus I had like five comics for Tonight Show regulars in the cast. It was unbelievable. Oh. But, and, and I got really praised by a big producer from Blackish for my acting, but I only knew how to send it to a couple of contacts, and they said, oh, not my cup of tea. But then uh, what I decided to do now is, as this book can take off, yeah. I'm definitely going to try and pitch it again as a series and get it around town. I'll probably have better chances. But I don't think I want to act anymore because 
part of what drove people crazy and we had to shoot it three times is I have bad line memory. Uh, I have to do it over and over and over. And also, I don't think it's healthy for me to be in L.A. anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. It I'm really, much healthier out of that. It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like it. Tell me about this yeah. award you won as the funniest journalist from the Laugh Factory. What was that? I won America's Funniest Reporter. I still have the uh, plaque in front of me. What, what, year, um, what, what year was that? 2006. Wow, 2006. America's Funniest Reporter. Did you do a stand-up routine? Was that what, what got you the victory? Yeah, what they did was they invited, they had a club in New York and L.A., and they invited uh, comedians somehow to uh, take part. They had about six comics in each city, uh, reporters in each city, try to do stand-up and i was lucky because four of the six were atrocious they never did it before one was a friend of mine and he did pretty good so i actually had some competition um and the reason they knew me and they invited me was i covered comedy in la a lot I, right now we're yeah. about chicago comedy for the sun times uh-huh. forgive me i know i've, no, I've and, seen uh, that yeah and so what um they invited me and i and i won uh, off of Standard Virginia. Then they had the New York winner fly out to New York and we to LA. LA. I beat her and wow. I won the title and Paul Rodriguez, the comedy legend, handed me the plaque. It was insane. And then they flew me to New York as part of the prize and I got to perform in the New York club. That's fantastic. Let me ask you a quick question. Uh, I may call you tomorrow before I file this story about you, but I am yeah, going sure. to write about you for Tuesday's paper. Wow. Okay. What, what did Chicago do for you? You were here for like three or four years, right? And, and eight years, eight years. Eight actually. years, wow. So you wrote yeah. for New City, and you wrote for Screen, and you went, you, you did. I worked for you guys, you and did, I, wrote for, um, I wrote for Chicago Reader after a while. You did stand-up. Uh, yeah. What, what was it about your years in Chicago that, that helped form what I think is the foundation of what I think is going to yeah. be a remarkable, it's been an interesting career but i think it has a chance to be a remarkable career what was it about chicago what was it about chicago Um, i don't know i was always there was something about chicago that just made me always i was just in love with it since i was a kid yeah uh we lived there till i was seven and then moved to little rock i always wanted to go back even though i you know i only have memories from four to seven yeah sure i watched the cubs i watched terry carey um, when I was in college, we got the Tribune every day, at, uh, or at least several a week, yeah. at uh, TCU where I went to college, and um, and basically, I just it was all I wanted to do, and I kind of, and I firmly believe, uh, not only in prayer but in visualizing, like the uh, um, you know vision boards that kind of thing. I have a big one in my room, in my room right now where I'm at, and one at work, and uh, basically, um, I think if you just if you set a goal and you really want it, you, you give yourself some sort of visual reminders right in front of your face. Yeah. And, and there's something about it that they call it the law of attraction, and you can, and the thing happens. I, I, I had your name on a, a post-it for yeah. almost two months now, oh, wow. and then boom, here you are, you know? Well, I also think, but, I mean, but it, what comes through in the book, Carl, and again, the book is called Dozed and Confused. Is Chicago yeah. provided a, a very, very healthy, nurturing ground for you? Uh, I don't think there's oh, any yeah. doubt about it. Uh, it is yeah. great to reconnect with you, and uh, I may just write the piece without calling you again, because this has been a fine interview, but for those of you who like to read stories, uh, read mine in Tuesday's paper, and then go out and buy Dozed and Confused. Tales from a... Or buy it now. <laughs> yeah, buy it now. Yeah, go online and buy it now. Uh, yeah, if you haven't got enough, uh, my story will kick it in and and uh, 
dozed and confused. Tales from a nutty, narcoleptic life. Carl, it's great to talk oh, to you. Great to talk to you. I just need to let people know it's only at Amazon.com. I self-published. You can find the book, the Kindle, and the audio book. And the audio book, I... Uh, read it very animatedly. It's sort of like the Christmas story narrator for five and a half hours. And the people who bought it, uh, they're telling me that it's like the funniest thing they've yeah, ever you heard. Yeah, so. you sent me some clips, and it is awfully, awfully, awfully good. Carl, take care of yourself. You. Congratulations. And uh, we'll talk. All right. Thank you, okay. man. No, okay. thank you. Uh, interesting guy, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, I do believe I have... A full show. I don't know how I'll manage that, but uh, Brett and Krista will help. Take care of yourselves.